Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. A new $28 billion railway line through ancient Mayan ruins is near to completion. The 1,500-kilometre Tren Maya servicing tourists and cargo alike has been more than four years in the making and is supposed to lift Mexico's south and southeast communities out of poverty. But protesters have called it a mega-project of death for the precious rainforest land that's been bulldozed to make room for it. Etienne von Bertrub is a lecturer in development and planning at University College London and the coordinator of a book on the Trend Meyer, and he joins me now. Etienne, thanks so much for joining us on Nights. Hello, Emile, and thanks for having me. Let's start by maybe getting an idea of the scale of this project. It's truly enormous. How many parts of Mexico are, are connected by the Trend Meyer? Um, it goes through five states, so the Yucatan Peninsula, which is massive in itself, um, but also touches the state of Tabasco and Chiapas. So five states in total, encompassing several million, I don't have the exact number, uh, population, but it's a, it's a massive region. Um, the size of half of the UK could be that is covered by this, um, as you said, uh, a really, really large infrastructure project. And the trains themselves are going to be able to carry uh, hundreds of people every day, several times a day. It's a it's seen as being a game changer for moving people in and around the Yucatan Peninsula. Is that right? Yeah. Well, um, in the 1980s, we we had a in Mexico a, a modest but uh, but significant <laughs> uh, railway system um, network of 23,000 kilometers. Not much for a country as big as Mexico. But in the 1990s, the railways were privatized. Uh, and over a few years, we lost completely all the passenger trains. So currently in Mexico, until up a few years, there were no passenger trains anymore, which is a, a drama, right? It's, it's, it's something that should never have happened. Mm. So we are seeing the comeback of the, um, the railways for passengers uh, under the government of López Obrador, which is uh, part of what is called the port transformation. And one of its tenets, it's um, for the for the common good of all, the poor go first. And geographically in, in Mexico, it means putting special attention to the south, which, as you well said, is where um, a lot of people are uh, have been historically marginalized and there has been persistent poverty so for a very long time. So this railway project together with a number of other projects and programs, supposed to change course in the development uh, of the region to make it uh, much more fair, less unequal, and even more sustainable environmentally, despite the, the impacts that, uh, that are uh, there because of the scale of the project. 
Let's talk a bit about the politics of this. Uh, you mentioned the Mexican president, the outgoing Mexican president, uh, Andres Manuel López Obrador, um, AMLO for short, and um, his government uh, remains e- exceptionally popular, does it not? Yeah, um, well... Um, it is for generations the first honest and competent government we've had uh, that is trying to bring back dignity in politics and building uh, a welfare state. Uh, so, of course, it has its um, antagonists and not uh, not everyone supports him, but it has massive support by the people, particularly um, the people that uh, have been historically marginalized in Mexico. So a central aspect has been the social programs. Uh, We have now universal public pensions, disability benefits, uh, grants, scholarships at all levels, apprenticeships uh, for young people, an incredible program called Sembrando Vida, Sowing Life, which is an agroforestry scheme aiding peasant farmers and in essence reforesting the country, which is very much present in the southeast. Uh, increase uh, of the minimum wage that hasn't happened in three decades uh, in real terms. And it has been, despite uh, most of what how was portrayed in, in Western media, an economic success. So we have very low inflation compared to many uh, other countries. The, the economic growth despite the pandemic and the appreciation of the peso or currency mm. against the dollar as we have never seen in decades so amongst other aspects like the restoration of mexico's energy sovereignty with national public ownership of or control of petroleum gas electricity and now lithium so it's been quite a change it's not new those who have been paying attention to amlo he's been um, a leader social leader and political uh, leader for 30 years or more uh, with important national presence uh, and this was in 2018, his third attempt to the presidency. Um, uh, we have six-year terms, and he's about to finish in October. We have elections uh, in June. Now, you, you talked about the, by and large, um, popularity of the Trendmire project, and I suppose one of the reasons for that are the um, the projected economic benefits, because we've talked about the benefits to uh, you know, to Mexicans in terms of carrying people places, and obviously there will be benefits in terms of cargo and and goods. But it's also meant to be a big tourist attraction, isn't it? Yes. Well, it tries to uh, use uh, the largest, the most significant industry in the Yucatan Peninsula, which is tourism, uh, and it tries to. Uh, through tourism, create and expand opportunities in the wider region because at at present and since Cancun was um, developed from scratch in the 1970s, mm. all the, um, the, the, the tourism development has concentrated in the Caribbean Ocean with horrible consequences as well. I mean, it provided many jobs, activated the economy, but extremely unequal, uh, predatory <laughs> and so on. So one of the ideas behind this project, which is a tricky a- aspect, is on the one hand, try to uh, expand the opportunities brought by tourism to a wider region, whilst avoiding the, what we call the Cancun model, which is a model of, of mass tourism, extremely predatory, 
driven by transnational capital and where local people, particularly indigenous, can only aspire perhaps to, you know, clean bedrooms or work in a bar or things like that mm. whilst living in deprived of uh, basic services uh, and so on. So it's trying to use the same uh, economy, expand it, but at the same time to do it differently. And that's one of the challenges of the project. That, um, that the facet of um, the indigenous people of Mexico and um, uh, their, their involvement with this is, is an interesting component of the story. I mean, uh, I talked in the introduction about this being dubbed a mega project of death. Another rallying cry around this in English is the Mayan train is not Mayan. Um, there's also concerns on environmental grounds, given uh, how much rain, how much forest will will have to fall in order for this to be built. Talk me through the concerns of people who who do oppose this train line. Yeah. Um, well, on the one hand, let me start first with indigenous peoples sure. in Mexico. We say Mayan, but in reality, there there are a variety of of uh, ethnic groups uh, that have important presence in the region. Because of the a movement that is known worldwide and I that I respect, which is the Zapatista movement and uh, a wider organization that brings uh, many indigenous peoples together, they of course they challenge this project, but they challenge the very presence of the state uh, in in the sense that you know it, it's instrumental to capitalism and so on. So whilst I agree on the general critique to to you know Western development and 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 the state and so on, um, they're not representative in the southeast of Mexico or in Mexico in general. And in fact, no one can claim that indigenous people are against this project because when you uh, look around, when you travel, and I've done it for every year for a month and a half, uh, I live in, in the UK, but I go with my research team every year and I'm very much in contact um you go around indigenous uh, communities and the support is overwhelming hmm. um it's around 80% of the people support it and i think um one of the things that um of course that um again in order to create this just the, the space for the railways in such an extension yes the impact is is very uh, it's very shocking to see the the trees being fell down and so on but at the same time for instance uh, you have now uh, the expansion and strengthening of the models of uh, conservation of um, what we call naturally protected areas, like Gran Calakmul. It's a very sensitive area. And now it's been expanded enormously, and it will now protect 1.5 million hectares. It will become the largest biological corridor in the tropics after the Amazon. This is n This is not in the media. No one talks about this. Or Sembrando Vida, which is, again... Uh, a program uh, based uh, with a uh, focus on alleviating uh, poverty of, of peasant farmers, but that in practice, it's becoming a program of reforestation as well. One of the very tricky things and, and is that uh, the region, particularly around the, the coast of Quintana Roo, um, is predominantly karstic, um, the, the ground, uh, which means that uh, there are underground rivers, so the Yucatan Peninsula does not have any water bodies, uh, superficial, the, everything is underground. So there's a very unique system of caves right. and, and largest probably uh, underground river systems in the world, which are present um, in um, again in the region. And one section of the railway 
is crossing some of those underground rivers. So for some people um, that, of course, we all appreciate those extraordinary natures, there hasn't been enough studies to demonstrate that even though now in that section the railway will be mostly raised, that the columns, the structures that are being built um, will not affect the aquifer um, and the, 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 and will not present even a risk for the railway itself. So that segment of the train is not finished yet, uh, whilst over nearly half of it, it's already uh, in service. It was inaugurated back in December. So uh, there are engineering challenges and there are concerns. Uh, some are genuine and some are really re-amplified really by the political opposition uh, to AMLO in general or to, to, to the project. Mm -hmm. It's interesting hearing you talk about some of these issues, Etienne. I think you can probably, I don't know how familiar you are with, with this part of the world, but I think that you could probably draw some parallels with um, some countries in the island nations in the Pacific Islands, Samoa, Fiji, Hawaii, Cook mm -hmm. Islands, which also walk that line of uh, owning and benefiting from tourism on one hand, but the threat of exploitation and, and, and tokenism, I suppose, as well. On the other hand, the cheapening of um, a, a beloved and very important culture. And it's, it's a very delicate balance to strike, if, if it can even be struck, that balance. It is indeed. Uh, but again, that's when we need to understand, look at the Tren Maya in a wider sense, because it comes with... Um, uh, way more than just an infrastructure. Uh, of course, it's linked to other uh, railway projects like the Trans-Ismus Corridor, which aims to become a rail alternative to the Panama Canal. That has its own challenges and so on. I won't talk about that one. But it comes together with um, a national urban improvement program um, that has uh, addressed um, uh, you know, very important housing deficits, it's built, uh, you know, hundreds of high-quality public spaces, community centers, parks, libraries, sport and ground museum, and very importantly, a regional program for territorial planning. And that's probably the most significant one in terms of the potential to redirect urban and regional development towards a more just and sustainable model. Uh, and we can add again Sembrando Vida and so on, which be benefits already. 170,000 peasants just in the region, and it has reforested 400,000 hectares. So if we look at all of these things together, we're seeing a much more comprehensive and fascinating, actually. It is it is very interesting. And that's what people see on the ground. So whilst they might see the, the immediate impact of the trees being felled, which they have seen for decades, right? Because again, most of the... A tourism development by you know transnational companies and and etc have been doing it for for decades right so for them that is not something new what is new is that there is a state with an idea of progress we can challenge that we can question it it has its own um contradictions and limitations but that is a difference people are seeing a difference in the region and that's why the 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 party of the president called Morena, it has now won in almost all the states uh, in the region. We we have elections in June, and the last state Yucatan will will be in the polls as well, that governorship. Yeah. So people are seeing a difference in terms of a state that is addressing 
the concerns and giving back to a region that was uh, historically uh, ripped from its resources for the benefit of the country and got very little in return. So they're seeing a lot of justice, despite the physical and, and noticeable impact. It's a super interesting story. Etienne von Bertrab, thanks very much for coming on and telling us about it. Oh, thanks for having me. And that was Etienne von Bertrab. Etienne is a lecturer in development and planning at University College London, and he's also the coordinator of a book on the Trenmire railway line. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.